Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Boxing One Podcast. I'm Phase Radio. And I'm Jerry Hall. And uh, yeah, so we're going to be talking about some NBA uh, playoff predictions today. Um, let's start off with the Western Conference. Um, I think we all know who's going to win it. I mean, come on, is it really a question at this point? I think no doubt, undoubtedly, the Los Angeles Lakers definitely taking the, the, the number one spot in the Western Conference. We see that they made huge splashes during free agency. Like, they've gotten a lot of younger players, a lot of great talent. Like, in they got both the six man year Montrezl Harrell going from the Clips to the Lakers, as well as the six man runner up, Dennis Schroeder from the Thunder. I say those are really nice additions to just making the team just a whole lot younger, getting them more athleticism. Yeah, I mean, I really like the West Matthews signing and Marcus All gives them a good veteran presence and some uh, defensive mindset, which Coach Bo uh, will really, um, you know, enforces. Um, additionally, you can just talk about LeBron and AD. I mean, come on, is it even fair at this point? LeBron and AD, I think that's no questions. That's probably the go-to, one-two punch in today's NBA. That's like they won a championship in their first year together. I think that there's really the best shot at repeating. If not, maybe possibly three-peating, depending on how the rest of the teams could go for it. Oh, yeah, for sure. If anyone doubts the Lakers, they're just wrong. I mean, come on, who's going to stand in their way? I mean, look at the the way their lineup is constructed, their head coach, the overall chemistry. I mean, they lost some key guys in free agency, but I think they replaced them with some... I think they got some pretty nice upgrades, if especially based on age. Like, yes, like Rondo and Howard, they're like around their mid-30s. And like got shooters like well, like twenty nine or something like that. So the younger additions are really nice. I like it. Okay, just imagine the starting lineup. You have LeBron at point guard, Wes Matthews at shooting guard, KCP at small forward, AD at power forward, and then Marcus Marcus at center. I mean, like, how are you gonna score? It's I feel like it's even harder to score on the last. Length, you got speed, you got passing. You pretty much got no coverage of weaknesses. They're like all the weaknesses are covered from each of the five players. There's not really much you can counter it. And that bench unit can even be a pretty good start, uh, starting caliber lineup. I mean, they could probably make a run for themselves if they wanted to, but again, that's why. Lakers in five. Lakers in five. All right, next. Who do we got next? Um, What do you say? Los Angeles Clippers at number two seed in the West? I think so, too. I think, you know, the Clippers, man... The last year's last year's playoff is probably the most disappointing we've seen in the past decade or so. This team, no matter how stacked they look like on paper, they just could not be able to pass the dreaded second round. Especially oh, yeah. even if you have a three-one lead, like that's quite unfortunate. Um, but you know, maybe Kawhi and PG make things may turn things around. Maybe get that load management out of the way because clearly. It did not work because you're pretty much like limiting their playing time together, which really did not get their chemistry developed. We've seen that, especially in the Mass series, the Nuggets series, they just could not be able to get things together during a bubble. So Yeah, I think um, the one thing they needed to address this free agency was the playmaking point guard, and they were expecting Rondo to sign, and I don't think he signed, and I think that's going to be a huge detriment because... You put Pat Beverly at a point guard, but he's more of a defensive specialist, or as Russell Westbrook would say, he just runs around. Um, and I mean, I like the Serge Ibaka signing. I mean, it's a quality signing. I guess he needed some help at the big man position, but 
overall, I'm, I'm not too impressed with their free agency moves. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. Um, I guess hiring of Ty Lu um, could be, I guess, maybe could they, influence- could make things interesting. But like, like I said, like him working with this group of guys, it might be, um, we'll see how things go throughout the season. But I think like the Lakers, uh, not, excuse me, the Clippers, I would say, they could, they could make a pretty good regular season, but come playoff time, I do not expect much fire from this team. All right, so that's the uh, two LA teams at one and two. So, Jerry, who do you have at three? For the third team in the West, I have the Denver Nuggets. Um, I was really impressed with their playoff run, with their two times coming back three three to one and we're seeing the emergence of Jamal Murray into perhaps a coming superstar in the future and him pairing up with Jokic probably the best uh, playmaking center uh, best big man passer like I think they can make a lot of noise during the, in the Western Conference they finished third last year and I think they're going to repeat it this year I'm with you on that. I think their offensive efficiency is through the charts. I mean, look at all the like players they have, including Michael Porter Jr., who I think can be like a really solid mm-hmm. player in the future. I really like the that. Like is- him, him coming back from the that back injury last year, um, especially getting in their bubble. He's just he gives like a really nice uh, third option score that could really make uh, make a pretty good impact defensive wise. I think that he can make some improvements, but I think Michael Porter Jr. is like really coming up as a really nice player, right? Really nice starting asset. The only thing that I don't like is they lost Jeremiah Grant and, uh, was that, Torrey Craig in free agency? Craig. I think those are the right. two primary wing defenders in right. a conference yeah, I think where you have LeBron. takes a really yeah. big hit. But, I mean, I'm interested to see how they fare out this year. I think if Jokic and Murray can take some steps in the right direction, they could be a really solid team that will probably knock off some very good teams in the future. Mm-hmm. And especially like maybe adding Bobble, um, just giving him oh, some yeah. minutes. Like we've seen, we've seen his his like playmaking, its length. Like you see his wingspan. His wingspan is like absolutely like what seven, four or five or something like that. Um. So yeah, definitely I'm excited. Definitely excited I'm excited. for this Nuggets team. All right, so I think I'm gonna take a. Dallas Mavericks at four. I mean, Luka Doncic. I mean, oh my God, this, this kid is sensational. Um, him and I'm telling you, this kid is just like this. This brother, he's only like only what, 21, 2021, 20, and already is perhaps the favorite to win the MVP for this season. Oh yeah, um, definitely for sure that the Mavs are really up to it. Um, question is like whether Porzingis is able to be healthy throughout the entire season. We know he's came from that torn ACL in his 2018 season with the Knicks and has some injury problems this year with the Mavs. Um, that's probably one of my main questions for this Mavs team. I also don't like how they lost Seth Curry in free agency. I think he gave them a really reliable um, scoring option. I mean, it's three-point mm-hmm. jumpers. I mean, come on. I feel like yes. people forget about him because he's like Steph's like brother. Steph's but other brother. But he can ball. Like this, he can yes, ball. this kid has a really nice stroke and can get you probably like 15, 16 points off the bench. Yeah, I so feel like they're off. That's a pretty sizable loss in terms of scoring. But Luka Doncic, I think his ceiling is just still keeps growing. Um, this this brother is going to be special. He's he's definitely the future of the NBA uh, within a, within the coming years. So 
really excited. Let's go Mavs. I'm not a Mavs fan, but I'm just I'm excited for what they can do. Mm-hmm. At number five, who do we got? <clears throat> All right, for we pretty much got the top four pretty much set in terms of contenders, but I think the five through eight could probably lead some discussion, especially with how how revamped the entire uh, Western Conference is. Um, so for my five, I have the Portland Trailblazers, and Ooh. I know okay. I I understand it, but hear me okay. out. Like we've seen what Dave Miller can do. Um, this this brother can pretty much shoot lights out, night oh, in yeah. and night out. And just having CJ McCollum as a as a really nice reliable scorer, like like what 21, 22 per game, and you know I think like the whole narrative about like the uh, what Dave Miller said, like he wants to play the purpose, and I think that since the competition is coming up, I think he's gonna really gonna elevate elevate his game, and especially uh, Gary Trent Jr. Um, he's like really coming up as a really nice really nice guy, really nice player uh, for the Blazers, and I think that. Uh, they could really make some noise. Um, yeah, additionally for the Trailblazers, I didn't have them at five. I had the Rockets at five, but I mean, I think the pickup of Robert Covington is extremely helpful because I think their one big problem was their defense. I mean, trend is right. decent, but the rest of their lineup isn't really defensively focused. So I think that was a good pickup, but I have the Houston right. Rockets at five. Um, just saying, Ooh, I think John Wall, if, if Harden actually plays, this could be a scary team. I mean, we've seen how John Wall... I really like and, that. But the thing is, like, can will James Harden be able to stick with the Rockets? Because there's especially a lot of like trade rumors heating up um, since then, and especially like, I'm not sure if you might have heard, but like in the past week that James Harden decided to go to Lil Baby's birthday party, post images on his Instagram. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe speculated that he wanted out of Houston, and. But fortunately, he did manage to play um, preseason yesterday. He looks pretty good. But I think, like, as the season progresses, he, there might be a possible possibility that he might be opt-out for a trade. Um, well, I'm hoping he plays. I mean, I think all the trade offers the Rockets are getting from, especially from Brooklyn and Philadelphia, just don't match what the Houston Rockets want. So I, I think he'll stay with the Rockets. But, hey, I could be completely wrong. Um Let's see, number six, I have the Phoenix Suns. I, I think that signing of CP3 was like probably one of the better signings of free agency. I mean, to pair him with the emerging star and Devin Booker, um, they got DeAndre Aiden holding down the paint, who's been really overlooked. I mean, he's put together some very solid campaigns. Um, talk about Dario Saric spacing the floor and Michael Bridges. This kid is a clamped lockdown defender. I, I think they're definitely making the playoffs this year. You can see how they ended the bubble on that 8-0 run where they won every single game. 8-0 run, I think, to me, is definitely no fluke. Um, we see, we know what Devin Booker like, is capable of doing, putting up really strong numbers, really good playmaking. And CP3 and adding CP3, getting that veteran leadership, um, especially, look, seeing the, the pick and roll with DeAndre Aiden, like, that's going to be pretty nasty uh, from the Phoenix Suns. So who'd you have at um, six? Oh, I also have the Suns. All right, perfect. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they can make definitely um, a splash. I mean, but, I think they're definitely yeah, also, turning in the right think, direction. Also, like the signing of Jay Crowder from the Miami Heat. Um, oh, yeah. That's a really nice addition. Getting that, a nice 3 and D guy. Um, 
yeah, this this team like is gonna see the playoffs for the first time in since the youth national twenty ten. This is gonna be really nice to see. All right. Um. Next, I have um the Golden State Warriors. Um, I mean the injury to Clay Thompson is definitely devastating, but um I feel with prayers up for I Clay Thompson. I think, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, hoping for a speedy recovery. Um, but I think they made some interesting signings. I'm not sure how they'll work out, but I feel like they'll still be a playoff contending team. Mm-hmm. I think so too. And you know, maybe like Steph might be coming back to his MVP form, especially like he's going to take a lot of the load uh, offensively. And but given like the competition that like all the other teams have been stacked up, I think like the Warriors might just uh, fall down to like the lower spots in the playoffs so but hey it was nice to see that the Warriors are coming back um, seeing Steph playing back again so no I'm excited so you also had the the, the Warriors, the at, Warriors seven. With, at seven exactly alright All right. the final and eighth seed oh my this this one was a difficult one Um, I want to hear what you have first and then I'll let you hear All right. so the eighth slot I have uh are the Utah Jazz, and I know as 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 far as what you mentioned, the the lower spots are like really up for grabs given how like how competitive the Western Conference is coming this year. But you know, Donovan Mitchell signing that five year extension, um, you know, I think like that really unfortunate, heartbreaking loss to the Nuggets in the first round last year. I think like they're gonna come back with a vengeance, but um, I think like. Sure that they might have tumbled down dark towards the eighth coming from six, but they were pretty much borderline from six to eight, so there really isn't too much of a difference. But um honestly, I think like the Utah Jazz, like really the roster, I wouldn't say is like gonna make huge too much like a whole lot of noise in playoffs. I think they're pretty much like stuck in a rut some way. So I think like um probably gonna make some moves. Um Rudy Gobert's in his like, last contract coming into this season, so not sure if like the Jazz are going to sign him back. Uh, but you know, probably they might have a chance to squeak in for the safe spot. Well, I'm gonna disagree with you on that. I'm taking the New Orleans Pelicans. All right, um, I think Lonzo Ball is going to take a big step this year. I feel like people have been hating on him for way too long. I think he's a solid player, and you can talk about Zion Williamson again. His dominance um, playing alongside Stephen Adams that could be the most like strong duo in the league um Brent Ingram borderline all-star and I think they picked up I don't know they picked up somebody else but I just think their starting lineup is like ready enough to make a move and the coaching change they made should influence them and I just think overall it's a really good team I with like a that. lot of like talented young players yeah. and um right, exactly. so that so that rounds out our uh playoff predictions for the Western Conference um next we'll move to the East uh, where we'll start off with our number one picks each. Um, I'm pretty excited for this Eastern Conference. It's there's like a lot of a lot of great contenders in the Eastern mm-hmm. Conference. Like many people are like keep mentioning that the Eastern Conference has been relatively weak these past years, but I think this year is like we got a lot of blood coming in. There's gonna be a bloodbath this Eastern Conference. Okay, so 
I think we know the consensus for the number one seed for the Eastern Conference. We have the Milwaukee Bucks. Mm-hmm. And recently we heard from yesterday that Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Greek freak, signed the massive five-year, $228 million Supermax extension to save the Milwaukee Bucks. You know, I like I like it. Huge props to Giannis for staying loyal to Milwaukee, especially that Milwaukee is a small market team. You know, potentially next year free agency, it might be an attractive uh, franchise for big-time free agents, maybe one just time from Milwaukee. So I like it. I like to sign it. Initially, I like I like the move they made for Drew Holiday. Um, even though they gave up a lot, I still feel like he's gonna, I guess, change the dynamic of their um, team because I think Eric Bledsoe and whatever it wasn't really working out. But I feel like they'll do better this season, especially that Giannis has more motivation after being bounced out of the second round by Miami. Um, but yeah, I, th- I have the Bucks that won with you. Mm-hmm. You know, like and also that initially when. The Bucks were thinking, were claiming that they're going to get Bogdan Bogdanovich from the Kings. Um, fortunately, that trade did not fall out. Um, There's a lot of like fears that like maybe Giannis might want out, given that that trade didn't fall through. Um, but yeah, Drew Bledsoe, no, Drew Bledsoe, sorry about that. Drew, Drew Holiday, my bad. Uh, you know, I think like he's like definitely a huge upgrade over Eric Bledsoe especially when it comes shooting and definitely perimeter defense um this man is a very good lockdown defender um yeah definitely expecting Milwaukee Bucks make a huge noise in regular season um but come playoff time we'll see how things turn out um maybe we might see a better outcome compared to last year's disappointing run so yeah yeah I hope so next up watch the spoiled prediction I have the Philadelphia 76ers at number two in the east Ooh. All right. Um, I got. Nice. I got. Ben Simmons is definitely going to improve under Coach Doc Rivers. I feel like Embiid's going to get better. I mean, Embiid has already been a solid player for most of his career. Um, I feel like they added a lot of shooting. Um, and Seth Curry and uh, can't believe I'm going to say this, but Danny Green. You know, I mean, sorry, Danny, Danny, Danny Green. Red, Danny I mean, oh my. Excuse me, Danny Green. They got they got rid of Al Horford's bad contract and. Um, Hopefully, Tobias Harris performs better than what he's been paid. Um, but I think overall, like, they improved their biggest need, which was shooting. And I think they got probably one of the best coaches in the league in Doc Rivers. And his playoff um, accolade is just through the roof. I like it. Yeah. Definitely a lot of good, a lot of good signings for the Philadelphia 76ers. Really getting that spacing. Because I think, like... One of the main flaws from last year is having Embiid and Horford uh, on the on the court at the same time. There's like a lot of congestion, like not be able to make some plays. So definitely opening up the space for the opening up the court and getting some shooters. Steph Curry, Danny Green, you know, they you know that they can shoot. Um, so yeah, really nice signings. So you know, it was, it was pretty interesting that uh, yeah, the Sixers are really high up number two, but I think. Many might expect that the Brooklyn Nets, uh, I had the Brooklyn Nets at number two. Just, we're seeing, um, you know, Kyrie, KD, we know what they're capable of doing. Um, the question is, like, can they um, coexist? Can they coexist together? We know what um, KD, as Stephen A said, a guy that's six eleven with a seven six wingspan who can pull up, pull up from thirty. 40. Oh, it was thirty mile or whatever. It was yeah. thirty. Yeah, my bad. Um, you know, Katie coming off that Achilles injury, 
Um, we know that he's capable of getting put in 25, 27 to sleep. Um, and, you know, I think like other than Lakers, I think they have probably the, a really, pretty much a really loaded bench. Um, I have like Spencer Dinwiddie, Torian Prince, uh, Jeff Green, Karis LeVert, a lot of great playmakers, a lot of great shooters. Um, I think like this team, um, whether they can have it, like, like as long as they have like really good chemistry, as long as they can coexist together and they could probably perhaps be the number two seed in Eastern Conference. I respect that. I, I, I have Brooklyn at number three, um, pretty much the same reasons as you. Um, I'm a little interested as, as to how Steve Nash will be able to coach, especially with such a dominant personality in Kyrie. I mean, we've already heard his comments yeah. saying, oh, uh, I can coach, KD can coach, anybody can coach. So I don't know how yeah. um, Brooklyn will fare out, but I, I think for sure they're definitely a top three seed. Um, mm-hmm. Let me guess, you had Philadelphia at three or somebody else? So, my third seed, I have the Boston Celtics. And yes, the Kemba Walker, um, lost Kemba Walker for that knee injury for the coming day, for part of the season. Might be a pretty big sizable loss, but I think Jason Tatum, um, he's already emerged as a superstar, and I think he's going to really elevate even further up coming this season. Um, Jalen Brown, you know, he's able up to do, capable of doing. Marcus Smart, the defensive guy that Pat Bev wanted it to be. Um, you know, I think like, like once things like be able to, once this team's able to retool themselves, I think like they can make some really nice, really nice moves for the regular season. So the third seed, Boston Celtics. All right. All right. I think number four is probably one of my favorite picks. I'm going with the uh, Miami Heat. Um, you can see that they already made a finals run. Um, I'm not sure if that was a fluke, but I think they're a pretty solid team. Um, Jimmy Butler, quite the leader. I, I think he's a sensational player. I mean, especially what he did in the finals. Even though he got burned out in game six and game five, he went crazy. And I think it was another game, but he, he can really play. And I mean, they have a lot of young talent. Um, Bam, Abdomeo, you know him. Uh, mm-hmm. Defensive yes, player of the year. Uh, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson. I mean, they they have a solid squad all around, and um, I think it's they'll repeat. You know, another top four sure. team. Mm-hmm. Definitely for sure. Um, yep, the Miami Heat number four as well. Uh, yeah, honestly, I do think that Jimmy Butler with Miami Heat is probably the best uh, pairing we've I've seen for Jimmy Butler, mm-hmm. especially the past teams that he's in. Like, mainly think that he was just a really bad teammate, but. We, it, Jimmy Butt was never the issue. Uh, it was really the organization. Mm-hmm. But Miami Heat is definitely his home for probably, perhaps the rest of his career. Um, we know that he's what he's like really, really changed the narrative of what he's like as a player and as a teammate, as a leader with the Miami Heat. Um, really excited for this team to come back. Yep. Um, I know you had the Celtics at three, but I, I have them at five. I just think the loss of Kimball Walker, I don't know how long he's out. What is it, one month? Or I don't know, one, something like that. One and a half, something like that. Yeah, and also the loss of Gordon Hayward. I know he was injured for a lot of the Celtics um, postseason runs, but um, I don't think they really made enough adjustments to really get back. I feel like Tatum's, like, I'm, I'm like, I'm assuring you he's definitely a superstar, but I don't know if he can handle this much offensive pressure. Um, 
I mean, it's, it's going to be seen. I mean, they made some quality signings. They got Jeff Teague and uh, Tristan Thompson free agency. Um, I'm just, I just have them at five. I just think the other teams ahead of them have made um, more significant moves and are more safer options than Boston. Right. Now, for my five, I had the 76ers and really just because of whether Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons are able to um, sustain themselves throughout the rest of the season. We know that Ben Simmons had that had injuries uh, come playoff time last year. Um, and Joel Embiid, I think like he's yet to play at least like 65 games per season uh, during his career. So really like health-wise, um, it's a big question mark for me for the, for the 76ers team. If healthy, I think like they can definitely be at least like a top three, top four uh, team in the East. But, you know, I think like given how the rest of the teams are like injury-wise are able like, to sustain themselves, um, I think like the felt the 76ers could uh, might fall back to the mid uh, four or five seeds. I respect that. Um, again, I had them at two. I just think um, I feel like they're going to be a really good team. But I mean, I mean, I can't wait to see how they're going to turn out. Um, I think the sixth seed. I'm gonna go with the Toronto Raptors. Um, I feel like Toronto's been like a good team for a while. I think after Kawhi left, they're still looking for someone to fill that number one spot. I think Pascal Siakam kind of disappeared in the playoffs. Um, but I think they still have very um, quality starting five, you know. Um, they lost Marcus Gasol and Serge Ibaka in free agency, and I think that's going to uh, hurt them a lot on the defensive end and, uh, I guess, big men. But, I mean, Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Vliet, OG Ananobi, Pascal Siakam. Aaron and Baines, like starters. the recent yeah, Aaron Baines. Baines. Um, yeah. But definitely, like, the loss of Serge Ibaka and Marcus Gasol were pretty huge uh, for the Raptors. But, um, you know, Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Vliet, Fred Van Vliet getting that contract uh, as an undrafted, really proud of him, um, you know. Uh, but I think, like, talent-wise, they – I think they just – whatever what they have, I think that at best they could probably get to six, maybe perhaps the fifth seed. So who do you got at number seven? Uh, again, like these last two playoff spots, I think they're kind of up for grabs. But let's see what yeah, you got. Yeah, I think like, yeah, especially like really, yeah, fifth through eighth seeds are really like pretty much, it could be like any team could probably have it. Um, but for seventh seed, I have the Washington Wizards. Um, yes, the Russell Westbrook trade in exchange for John Wall from the Houston Rockets, I think is a really nice, pretty good signing, especially like we know that Westbrook can give a lot of energy a uh, lot of explosiveness for the Wizards team. And, like, I think that the Wizards are coming back to be musty TV uh, for this team, especially pairing with Bradley Beal. I think they're probably the, you know, the most dynamic uh, backcourt in Eastern Conference. All right. Yeah, um, I don't have Washington at seven, but um, I have the Hawks at seven. Um, I think Trey Young's emergence as a superstar. I mean, this kid can flat out shoot. I mean, what he's been able to do with literally no help or very minimal help for like the last few seasons. I mean, he's put on a show for the city of this Atlanta. Man, yes, I'm... Trey Young, this kid, this brother's a scoring machine. Uh, and I love their free agency signings. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you uh, know, yeah. Bogdanovich, Gallinari. Um, Rondo. Picked up Rondo, yeah, to help mentor him. And I, I like their draft pick, Onyeka Okongu. I think he can be a really solid defensive anchor and uh, provide them a pretty stable option. 
Um, again, John Collins, I think he's, he's an emerging superstar. I mean, this dude is a highlight reel dunking machine. And Clint exactly. Collins, yes, sir. a really good um, rim-protecting center. Um, so, yeah, I have the Hawks at seven. Um, and I have the Wizards at eight, which you had at seven. I mean, I think. Oh, I also had the Hawks. So, yeah, we probably like switched to seven to eight. But like we mentioned before, it could. These seven to eights are pretty much like pretty much treated equally since like a lot of the competition is elevated in the Eastern Conference. And, like really all these spots can be up for grabs. Um, yeah. So, especially. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I also like to mention from the Wizards, like besides like the Russell Westbrook uh, addition. Uh, being like Robin Lopez being like uh, big man uh, get some rib protection down low um, and also like I really like to say Rui Hachimura um, you know I think like, I really like his emergence uh, becoming a more established uh, player uh, for this season I uh, really like him rather like his play styles so yeah I'm with you pretty on excited that for this team. It's pretty, I'm like pretty intrigued for this Wizards team uh, throughout the season yeah they got um, I think Davies for Tons a dude's a sniper. I think he'll fit really well alongside Russell Bronx. Westbrook. And, um, and also their, um, yeah, Optia, Denny Optia, uh, their draft pick for this year. Um, so far, I think like he's a pretty nice, really nice addition. Has some really nice playmaking skills uh, during his time, international play. Um, and also, I think like many think that he could like have a more improving his shooting form, shooting mechanics. Um, Probably that's one of the things that he'll work on this season. Um, but so far, he looks really nice during a preseason play, and I think I'm pretty excited for him to play out for this rookie season. Yep. All right. Um, so that's our playoff predictions. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening to our first episode of the um, Box and One, our NBA podcast. Um, we're really interested to hear what else you guys want us to talk about. Um, we both really love basketball a lot and um this is just something that we thought would be really interesting for you guys to hear um we're gonna be future nba analysts don't worry guys future nba analysts in the coming years so yeah thank you all for stopping by and be on the lookout for future episodes of boxing one and see you guys next time see y'all later yep